0: Hallelujah. Continue to worship the Lord wherever you are, for he deserves it all. Oh, we can't be cheap with our worship. We can't be stingy with our praise. Oh, he deserves all of the glory and all of the honor. Oh, it's such a privilege and honor to be here with you this evening. The Lord has given me A robust word for you. So I just encourage you to get your Bible out, get your notebook, and get ready for what the Lord would have to say to you. And my prayer is that you may hear his voice and not mine tonight. And so as I begin and prepare to share what he's placed on my heart this evening, I just have two simple questions for you, beloved. Have you ever been through a storm in life that was so dark? that was so turbulent that you lost your hope for making it out? Have you ever been through a situation or a struggle that you were going through that was so difficult you thought it was going to sink you? Now chances are you've had at least one of those difficult tempest seasons in your life. Maybe this season, this pandemic and self-quarantine season has been that stormy season for you. But because we've all gone through seasons like this, yes, it doesn't matter how long you've been serving the Lord, we've all gone through turbulent times. And we've all had those seasons where we feel the waves of adversity looming over our heads like a dark cloud. We've all gone through those seasons where the thunder of despair roars around us with deafening intensity, Oh, we've all gone through those seasons when the wind of fear howls with fury in our lives. And it feels like we're being tossed back and forth uh, in a violent nor'easter. I don't know about you, but I've been through some stormy seasons. And in the midst of it all, in those seasons, we, we sometimes feel like we have to strain to find God in the darkness. If that's you today, I want you to know that you are not alone. See, Paul and Luke found themselves in a similar situation. And so today, we're going to be looking at their experience in Acts 27, 13 through 44. As I teach under the title, Shipwrecked But Not Sunk. Shipwrecked But Not Sunk. And as we begin our journey with Paul and Luke, we find ourselves in about 60 A.D. And we're tracking the story of a ship that was carrying 276 men and a cargo of grain. And so we know that two of the passengers on the ship were our friends Paul and our friends Luke, who were on their way to Rome, Paul as a prisoner scheduled to appear before Caesar's court and Luke as his attending physician and as his friend accompanying him on the journey. And so this ship unfortunately encounters a violent sea storm and they find themselves shipwrecked off the coast of the Mediterranean island of Malta. Not the drink Malta, the island Malta. (laughs) Can I get a hallelujah, somebody? (laughs) And so for the next few moments, beloved, we're going to talk a little bit about what happens to them. And as as we read the biblical account, Luke is, is so diligent about sharing so many vivid details with us. We understand that the trip was a long and difficult one. And the weather conditions were such that they couldn't take a direct trip to Rome They had to make a number of stops along the way. And so the ship makes a pit stop on the island of Crete in a small village named Fair Havens. And so the Bible tells us we're not quite sure how much time they spent there, but it was a, a time of rest for the sailors who had been battling the weather all throughout. But by the time they were ready to leave again, it was already past the ideal time for them to sail. It was about October or or, or November, and the Bible tells us it was a dangerous time for them to travel. And so this is where we pick up our story today. So knowing what the conditions were like, Paul advises them not to proceed because they were going against some violent winds. And so he warns the centurion who was uh, in charge. And because he was listening to to the captain and to the owner of the ship, they decided to proceed anyway. They ignored Paul's advice and they proceeded. Now, how many of us do that, brothers and sisters? We enter into situations we could have avoided if we had just listened to the voice of reasons. Sometimes we're so focused on the final destination that when someone warns us to be careful, we ignore it and we end up in the middle of a storm. And that's exactly what happened to Paul and the other sailors on the ship. Not only did the weather change, but in verse number 18, Luke describes the ship as taking a violent battering from the storm. And so of course the crew did everything they could to keep the ship on course, to keep the ship together, but the unexpected winds were too strong for them to manage. At times, the waves probably were higher than the boat. I'm sure the ship was rocking from side to side. And it was so bad, the Bible tells us that they couldn't see the sun during the day, nor could they see the stars at night. This was a storm to to top all storms. Oh, but yet in the middle of the turbulence... While everyone else was afraid for their lives, Paul makes a bold declaration. And so we pick up the story starting in verse number 21, which says, After they had gone a long time without food, Paul stood up before them and said, Men, you should have taken my advice not to sail from Crete. Then you would have spared yourself this damage and loss. But now I urge you to keep up your courage because not one of you will be lost. Only the ship will be destroyed. And then he goes on in verse number 23. He says, last night an angel of the God to whom I belong and whom I serve stood beside me. And he said, do not be afraid, Paul. You must stand trial before Caesar, and God has graciously given you the lives of all who sail with you. So keep up your courage, men, for I have faith in God that it will happen just as he told me. But then in verse number 26, he gives them a warning. He says, nevertheless. Oh, I get nervous, guys, when I see nevertheless. Paul says, nevertheless, we must run aground on some island. And lo and behold, it happens just as Paul says. They end up crashing into a reef right outside the island of Malta, but miraculously, every single person survives. I don't know if you heard me, every single person survived. Oh, even after they ignored the voice of God's anointed, God still had not forgotten them. Oh, even in our ignorance, even in our disobedience, God still remembers us. Oh, and he made sure that although they were shipwrecked, that they would survive. Now, I don't know who I'm speaking to tonight, But there are some of you out there that find yourself in the middle of a violent storm and it's so dark, you can't see the sun, you can't see the stars, you don't know where you are, and you can't see God. But I'm here to tell you that the storm is not the end of you. Although you may find yourself being tossed around, although you may feel like you've crashed into certain areas, you are not sunk yet. Things in your life may be wrecked. You may have lost some things in the storm, but you are not finished. You may be shipwrecked, but beloved, you are not sunk. Oh, say amen if you can, somebody. And so I encourage you tonight keep up your courage because not one of you will be lost. The Lord whom you serve, the Lord whom you belong to, will stand beside you during these stormy times. And as long as you and I follow his instructions, he will make sure that we make it through the storm. And although we may get shipwrecked, we will not sink in the name of Jesus. Oh, so there's hope beyond the storm. There's life after the storm. But there's also some things, beloved, that you and I need to do if we want to make it on the other side of that tempest. We want to make it on the other side of that storm. See, the crew had to take some steps to ensure that they survived the shipwreck. And there's steps that I believe we can learn from today. The first thing they needed to do is they needed to build up their strength for the journey ahead. See, as the storm ravaged the ship, I believe it was also ravaging the hearts and the minds of the sailors. Imagine what it was like to go through day after day, week after week of this turbulent weather. I'm sure they were wet and they were scared and they probably had a thick blanket of hopelessness covering them. And yet, in verse number 33, we... See Paul giving them a very interesting admonishment. He says, "For the last 14 days, you have been in constant suspense and have gone without food. You haven't eaten anything." Now, I urge you to take some food. You need it to survive. Come on, I don't know who I'm talking to today, but you need some food to survive. Now imagine what these sailors were going through, being so scared and being so depressed that they didn't eat for 14 days. Maybe some of you have been down that road. And yet Paul reminds them that they needed to build up their strength for what was to come. See, when the ship broke apart, many of them had to swim on shore. Others had to grab a hold to some of the planks in the water. And we don't know how long they were out on that water. But without the proper nourishment in their bodies, they wouldn't have had the strength to swim ashore. Oh, you don't know what's coming next. You don't know what God has on the horizon. So today you and I need to do our part to build up our strength in preparation for that life after the storm. Because although God promised to save them, they had to do their part to get their physical self ready for that assignment. They had to eat to survive. And so I want you to remember my brother, I want you to remember my sister, no matter how bad the storm gets, if you wanna survive, you need to pay attention to the cues of your body. Make sure that you're eating healthy foods Make sure that you're sleeping to replenish your body. Even if you have to add reminders into your calendar. Even if you have to assign an accountability partner that calls you three times a day to make sure you're eating. Whatever you need to do, you need to build up your strength. And of course, spiritually, we need to be eating as well. Oh, we need to be feasting on the word of God every opportunity we have. Because although things are difficult right now, we need strength for what God has on the horizon. So you can't neglect feeding your spiritual self as well. Now, I know this has been a tough season, but God needs you and I to be at optimal strength to take us through what is to come. Amen. Secondly, The crew members needed to lighten their load in order to stay afloat. See, a few days into the storm, they had realized that the ship was still too heavy in the water. And so what they did was that anything that was not immediately needed, anything that was not critical to survival, was thrown overboard. Now, this was... I'm sure, especially difficult for the captain, because although he knew he had to lighten the ship to prevent it from taking on water, I'm sure he agonized over that decision because he had to let go of his valuable cargo. And so a loss of cargo for the captain would have been a loss of profits. Any dreams of of any future riches that he would have had now were also thrown overboard. Any hopes of getting paid or paying his staff were now thrown overboard. In addition, their own sense of security was also at risk because they would have had to throw over any weapons for defense that the ship might have been carrying. Anything that was not critical to their survival was deemed unnecessary. And although it was a difficult decision, if they wanted to survive, they needed to lighten their load. And so I believe, brothers and sisters, that God is telling us that this is a season where we need to look at what we've been carrying with us. We need to look at what we've been holding on to and evaluate what's really important. Oh, what things have we been holding with us because they give us a sense of security? What things have we been holding with us that are connected to future hopes and dreams, future aspirations that are disconnected from God's promises for us? Oh, what things have we been holding that are leftovers from yesterday's voyages that are no longer useful today? Come on, you know what I'm talking about. I believe that in this season, whatever will not help us survive, we need to let go of. Because holding on to those things is going to make it more difficult to navigate in the storm. And so today, beloved, we have a unique opportunity to focus on what's important and hang on to those things. Everything else is just dead weight and we need to let it go. And finally, the most important thing that the crew needed to do in order to get into the other side of the storm is they had to crash in order to survive. Ooh, and I know that's a tough pill to swallow right there. (laughs) That's counterintuitive, but it really is what happened to them. See, although uh, Paul had promised that they would make it through, that God would be with them and their lives would be spared, he also told them, listen, there's a shipwreck coming, right? It was that nevertheless moment. And that's how it is sometimes in life. Sometimes allowing a shipwreck is the only way that God can protect us. See, had any of the sailors jumped ship, If any of them had stepped foot in the lifeboats, they would have died. Although it looked like the safest place, there was no way that they could have survived in that water. Because of the violence and the turbulence, they had to stay aboard and trust God. Now I know, beloved, that the thought of a shipwreck is a scary one but i want you to know that a crash does not mean death no sometimes god has to allow those moments when unexpected situations come crashing into our lives in order to save us oh and i have a very real example from our lives that i'm i'm going to share with the, the permission of sam it's a situation that he went through 15 years ago that left him with a one-inch inch scar on his left cheek. Now, there was one day where we had some friends coming into town, and they asked us to take them out for a night uh, in, in New York City. And Sam and I are not about that life. We're more Netflix and chill people. But because we wanted to be good hosts, we agreed to take them out on the town that Friday. And so that morning, Sam goes to work as he would any other day, and he was on the site of one of his commercial construction projects. And he went innocently to bend down and to vacuum some debris from a job that they were doing. And while he was bent over, his hard hat fell off. And because he was almost done with his project, he never bent over to put his hard hat on. Now he was unaware that above him, there was another worker that had not seen him and had placed a metal track across two pieces of wood. And so as he gets up, his face goes directly into the metal track. And the first thing that dropped into his spirit wasn't, oh my goodness, the pain, it wasn't the blood, it wasn't the hurt, it was that God was protecting him from something worse. He knew at that moment that God allowed him to crash into that track to save his life. And I remember when he came home and he told me it was almost surreal, but he knew beyond the shadow of a doubt that had we gone out that evening, what he would have suffered would have been much worse. And so there are times, brothers and sisters, where we're heading down a path of our own demise. We're heading down paths that are so dangerous for us that God has to make a sudden intervention. He has to come in and make a course correction to save us in the long run. Just like God had to break apart the ship that Paul was on, sometimes he has to break apart some things that we cling to for safety so that we might cling to him and him alone. Sometimes he has to come in and break apart our dependence on ourselves. Sometimes he has to come in and break apart the pridefulness in our hearts. Sometimes he has to come in and break apart our arrogance, break apart our worship of the idols of sex and alcohol and drugs. Sometimes he has to break apart our slavery to sin. Oh, because over time, brothers and sisters, he sees what that means for us. He sees that means death for us. So he has to break them apart in order to save us. Oh, had they continued on the ship, Paul may have been killed. Scripture tells us that the soldiers were already thinking about it. Yet in breaking up the ship, the promise of God's greater protection was fulfilled. Oh, so we don't have to be afraid. We don't have to be nervous. Because even when God breaks things apart, it's for our greater good. It's to save us. It's to put us back on a course that would give us life and not death. Oh, and we have to remember that even if we were to fall in the water, Isaiah 43 2 says when you pass through the waters I will be with you and when you pass through the rivers they will not sweep over you see I believe brothers and sisters that if we cling to Jesus during our times of turbulence it doesn't matter what storm comes our way it doesn't matter what breaks apart in our lives it doesn't matter what we crash into God will deliver us God will keep our head above water God will keep us from sinking in the name of Jesus oh that storm is no match for the king of kings and the lord of lords with one word he can stop it and so today we're in the storm that is called the coronavirus but only God knows what storm will come crashing towards us tomorrow But the good news for you and I, brothers and sisters, is that no one who trusts in Jesus has ever to be afraid of a shipwreck. If you and I serve him faithfully, even in the middle of a storm, he will not only save us, but by the grace of God, he will use us to save others. Oh, he did it with Paul. He did it with Luke, and he's going to do it with you and I today. Oh, so if you find yourself in a violent storm, take heart. You may have been shipwrecked, but you are not sunk. Jesus is the life preserver that will keep us from drowning. So let us not be afraid of the waves. Let us not be afraid of the wind. Let us not be afraid of the rocks that threaten to take our ship apart. God will keep our head above water and although things may break apart, although we may lose some things in the process, we will survive in the name of Jesus. You may be shipwrecked today. Day, but don't lose hope you are not sunk you will make it through in the name of jesus oh let us pray almighty god we lift up a special prayer this evening For those that find themselves in the middle of a turbulent storm, those that find themselves in tempest moments or where everything is crashing down around them, where the very ship they find themselves in, their very foundation is coming apart. But I thank you that you are the God that we belong to. You are the God whom we serve. And you stand with us in the middle of the storm. You see us. You seek us out, you find us, and you stand with us in the name of Jesus. And although we feel the pressure rising, although we feel the waves getting bigger, we will not die, we will not sink, we will not drown. You will bring us out on the other side. So we thank you that the storm today doesn't define our tomorrow, that there is life after this storm. So we thank you for that victory. We thank you for that promise that you can calm the storm. Oh, so thank you, Lord, that you are with every one of your sons and your daughters that are suffering right now. I pray that you strengthen them for the journey ahead I pray that you give them courage to let go of the things that are weighing them down and I pray father that you prepare their mind and their heart father for the things you need to break apart in order to save them for you see the bigger picture and you will work together all things for our good so we thank you and we declare victory in the mighty name of Jesus amen and amen you're not sunk yet you're not finished yet God still has more for you hallelujah hallelujah hallelujah